Hello, and welcome to the Where People Meet podcast, the event technology podcast series for the global meeting and events industry. I'm your host, Mitch Malinsky, Head of Strategic Partnerships here at Feedloop in beautiful Toronto, Canada. And today I'm joined by the brilliant Corbin Ball, founder and owner of Corbin Ball & Co., an event technology consultancy firm. Instilled with an entrepreneurial mindset, Corbin wears a number of different hats in the industry, speaker, writer, consultant, the man does it all. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to interview one of the biggest names in the event tech space. Corbin, thanks for taking the time to join us today. It's my pleasure, Mitch. Good to be with you. Fantastic. So, Corbin, let's start with you telling everyone a bit about yourself and your background in the meetings and events industry. Uh, sir, um, um, I've essentially had three careers or three employers in my life. Uh, I uh, started out as an uh, uh, audiovisual manager, which grew to be director of educational media for a local university, Western Washington University. Uh, and I uh, was immersed with technology back then, but uh, then uh, a, after a few years, a small uh, engineering association moved into Bellingham, Washington State, where I live. And uh, they uh, wanted me to help with the audiovisual component of it. That grew to uh, uh, be them hire me full-time away from, from the, the university. And, uh, uh, and that's, Small Engineering Association over the years I worked there grew to the largest meeting uh, engineering association in the world in the area of optics. And we went from running very small meetings to the largest, most complex meetings in the world. And they still do. I've left uh, 25 years ago and they, they still run the largest meetings in the world of optics. But I was surrounded with technology there. And, uh, uh, and then... Um, uh, 25 years ago, I went to form, I saw the writing in the wall the, um, that uh, technology is going to change everything in advance, and I decided to form my own consultancy firm. That's incredible. And uh, as event technologists here at Feedloop, we completely agree with you. Technology is the way forward. It's a, it's a fantastic tool that you can leverage to really level up your portfolio of events. So I, I absolutely agree with everything there, Corbin. Now, for you, transitioning from the role of an event planner to the world of consulting, speaking, and thought leadership, why did you take a particular interest in event technology? I know you, you had a lot of background and experience in it, but why did you choose to specialize on that as a topic? It's uh, working for this engineering association. I was immersed with technology. I was dealing with uh, work with Nobel Prize winners and, and just seeing what the technology could do. But engineering associations were among their earliest users of the internet. I had an email address in 1989. And, uh, and we used, uh, um, I helped build one of the first association websites in 1993. At the start of 1993, there were only 130 websites total. And wow. so it was, it was early in the system. And, I, and we used uh, 
back before the days of hackers and uh, internet privacy, really, it was a small group of engineers that were really using it. Uh, we started using the email for registration, for example, experimenting. And I could just see, and they gave me the tools to, uh, in that job, to uh, use technology to improve the business process of the events that we're running. And we made big strides in there. And I, uh, and then it, being so closely involved with technology during those, those years, um, it just I, I could see how um, with the web coming in that there was going to be a, a huge change in, in terms of how events were managed. And then that continuing on with uh, mobile technology coming in and all the other things that are, are happening now and continue to happen, that it is... a uh, um, it, it just seemed to me that this was an area that I had a profound interest in. It was an area that I, I knew event planning well. I could see how events could be improved considerably by using it. And I thought, and there was no one that was the first one to go out and speak as an independent analyst on event technology. And, uh, and so I, I could see that the, I could see the writing in the wall that things were going to be, uh, 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 a, a great growth area, and I thought there might be a job there, and, uh, and so I did, and it was. It's been a really fun ride since then. That's incredible. A, a true early adopter. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree. The event technology space is very, very exciting, just due to the rapid pace of innovation and change. You put your head down for one week, and then there's 20 new technologies, 20 new features that you have to be on top of. For me at my company, it's even hard to stay on track with all the new product updates and things that the engineers are doing just because they move at such a, an, an amazing pace. It's a, it's a very exciting space to be in. Yes, I yeah. agree. So something that I'm, I'm particularly interested to pick your brain on is the evolution of event technology. But most recently due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. So how would you say that the pandemic impacted the events industry and specifically event technology? Would you say that there are any positives due to the pandemic on event technology that you've been able to identify? Uh, sure. I mean, the, the Chinese character for crisis actually is two symbols. One is danger and the other is opportunity. And certainly we've experienced our share of danger and it's been the events in the tree has been particularly hard hit. Uh, but also, there has been tremendous opportunity. And uh, uh, in general, a pandemic has forced society to digitize. I mean, everyone from grade school kids to grandparents are zooming in and out of events. Uh, online ordering has exploded, and not only just with Amazon, but groceries and takeout food and telemedicine and contact payments and increased use of QR codes. This has all been... Uh, fueled or pushed in through due to the pandemic, I, I think, uh, but especially in, in the area of virtual and hybrid events. Uh, there have been more advances in these areas in the past two years than have occurred in the past two decades. It's been a, an, an incredible um, explosion of innovation and new ideas and best practices that have happened. Um, 
you know, some of the examples in most of the major attending management companies that were online registration systems, they, during the pandemic, er, really early in the process, they uh, pivoted and greatly expanded their virtual and hybrid capabilities. Uh, uh, there have been huge amounts of funding in the space as well. And so there have been, uh, uh, you know, lots of dollars poured in and lots of new ideas and ways that are things that are happening. And, and with this, we are, to, uh, you know, the, uh, with this funding and with the best practice of learning that we're still learning today, uh, things are far more capable uh, than it's ever been before and it's continued to grow in that way. Yep, absolutely. Out of crisis comes innovation, and we've definitely seen that both with the existing providers in the industry, but the new providers. The mind-boggling piece is just how many new event technology companies have popped up over the past couple of years. It's, yeah, it's uh, over a couple hundred, you know, at least yes. 200. And, and I predict that it's kind of like the dot-com explosion uh, <laughs> and implosion afterwards is that uh, there are hundreds of them. Uh, not all of them are going to be around. It's a, it's a big pie, fortunately. There's a lot of opportunity for lots of companies uh, to do well, but it's a... Uh, it, it has been, uh, you know, I think that this is, there will be a sorting out as well, that uh, especially companies that haven't really understood events, they came into it from the outside. And so companies that have been involved in events for a, a longer period of time, I, I think have a, some strength because there's a complexity in that, that uh, especially for the face-to-face -face component of it, but the, and the hybrid component of it, that uh, meeting experience is helpful. Absolutely. And we've definitely seen that with our own clients. A lot of our clients had to make that pivot from in-person to virtual at the start of the pandemic. But now that it's safe for events to get back on site, many of them are looking to explore that new, exciting hybrid event format where you're combining in-person and virtual. And it seems that a lot of the new providers in the industry only have experience with the virtual side. Right. And as you know, Corbin, the in-person event is, is a wild beast. There's a lot of items to control for, a lot of factors to account for. And I don't think at this point, a lot of event planners are comfortable trusting a platform that has only been around for a year and has never executed in-person events before. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with yeah. So with that in mind, Corbin, coming out of the pandemic, hopefully, <laughs> what do you see as the direction for event technology going forward? Well, to begin with, I think that virtual and hybrid events will have a greater piece of the event tech pie, of the event pie, you know, long after the pandemic uh, ends, that virtual and hybrid will be have a higher, uh, uh, higher percentage of usage with that. Although I'm a very strong uh, proponent of face-to-face -face events, and there are some ways that face-to-face, -face, it just can't be beat with that. Uh, one area is partic uh, particularly is in the area of virtual trade shows. Uh, you know, they just have not worked out very well where face-to-face, -face, when you bring buyer and seller together to establish relationships, to close deals, to those, do those type of things, uh, the in-person event is, is preferable for that. Uh, but virtual and hybrid will remain 
um, you know, more important than they have been in the past with much more capabilities than they've had in the past. And that leads us to uh, things such as, uh, you know, the establishment of year-round communities that mm -hmm. uh, in terms of event marketing, um, that it's the, the virtual, the hybrid, the in-person all be kind of uh, parts of this full featured uh, marketing capabilities that would be, uh, that it can extend that life um, of the event, uh, keep the people involved. And now we've had the, the wires essentially have been laid. You know, we have the capabilities with the, uh, with the um, event pla tech platforms to uh, be able to do this in a much easier manner than it has been in the past. Uh, there's been a greater emphasis and greater capabilities on analytics and metrics. Yep. Um, that's one thing that's been a real benefit of virtual events is you know, every click is trackable. Every touch on a, on a mobile device is, is trackable and the analytics have been exquisite. And I think that's going to be carried over and with higher expectations in the in-person event as well uh, to, to, to do that. Um, there'll be more interactivity. That's been a, one of the challenges in the virtual only space is that how do you keep people engaged and involved and um, and participating? And uh, I think that's carrying over to uh, um, to the in person event as well. We'll see more of that. Uh, there'll be greater use of artificial intelligence uh, mm. as this goes uh, goes into it for marketing for uh, suggestions of. Uh, uh, to uh, for attendees to be able to find their way around to have more value at the event. Uh, artificial intelligence is kind of one of these big mega trends that will change society in general in these next ten years, and uh, and yep. it will be very important there. I also think that uh, there will be greater use of virtual reality and augmented reality, particularly uh, augmented reality. Uh, uh, Apple keeps the uh, uh, rumors are coming out of their new glasses that will be that look like normal glasses that uh, will have a strong uh, augmented reality component. I think there has there's great potential for use at events with those type of things. Uh, uh, holographic like projection technology is another area, and um, and I think 5G will play an important part as well. As 5 net G networks get established. Yeah, that, that greatly uh, increases the opportunities for um, uh, for webcasts, for uh, you know video production capabilities, uh, uh, for you know the uh, the metaverse as <laughs> as it comes through. You know these type of things uh, will be done. Uh, a lot of it will be enabled by five G. Yeah, you bring up a, a lot of really good points there. And there is a boatload of new technology that I think is going to really shape the industry over the next few years. But one point particularly stood out to me is just higher expectations. Now that we've gotten a taste of in-person events, now that we've gotten a taste of virtual events, you understand what works very well for both environments, virtual being analytics being um, prolonged event access. No longer are your events constrained by the typical three-day in-person conference and then it's done. So we are seeing a lot of people draw the, the concept of an event and expand on it and really do what you mentioned on year-round communities. 
So I think that actually is a, a topic that our audience would be particularly interested in. Can you take a moment to expand a bit on that, on what you mean about year-round communities and how tech platforms can enable that? Uh, sure. Um, first of all, face-to-face uh, -face events or events in general are content providers. And so right. that you, uh, and now um, yeah, that's one of the benefits we've seen with uh, all the virtual events is that you can hit record and you've got a record of that. And so to be able to, and that, excuse me, <clears throat> what people want, the uh, reason why people um, look online is that they're looking for information. And if they can find this in an, uh, an organized way in a specific t uh, subject area, um, that's great. And I think that's what the, the technology has made this an, uh, uh, capable that if you hold a, a large event, um, that you have tons of content you can provide. And if you can uh, edit that down and make it in a, in a more digestible way, and there's our technologies such as Clipper, which is a, um, a technology that will analyze video uh, using artificial intelligence and be able to translate or uh, transcribe every word spoken and every word on the slide presented um, into a searchable database that uh, you can search for information. And uh, it will also use artificial intelligence to uh, summarize different components of a, a longer presentation using these type of technologies to make it easier to find out what's online um, is uh, uh, that can be used uh, to establish these communities, uh, communities of like interest. And if it's a, you know, event technology would be one there, but there's just lots of ways that uh, the uh, major association, uh, professional associations in our industry are, are providing is that you can then establish this uh, uh, people of like interest and very you can go down to very granular details uh, of that you gather, gather people and you can keep them involved. You can provide content for them. You can uh, um, you can do this on a year-round basis, and uh, the face-to-face -face becomes one component of it. Your virtual events provide another one. Uh, your online forums, it can bring people together to uh, uh, have a, a greater sense of community and have greater value from uh, the associations that they're involved with. Yeah. And really what I'm hearing from you here, Corbin, is instead of event planners being narrow-minded and focusing on one event as a standalone item, they should view their entire portfolio of events as a way to engage participants, members, employees, whoever their audience is throughout the year, where possibly they've got monthly webinars, workshops, they've got a couple of large conferences throughout the year, but all of this is interconnected and accessible in this one online portal that will, of course, have those in-person components as well. So uh, that's, that's very exciting. I agree. That's it. It, these are really interesting times. Absolutely. So Corbin, I, I know you're a busy man, don't want to take up too much more of your time, but really what we've learned today is you are a wealth of knowledge. You've got a lot of expertise in the industry and you've been staying on top of all of the, the trends, the new technologies, the new innovations. So to leave our audience here today, what are your recommendations for event planners when it comes to utilizing event technology to deliver the best event possible? Um, 
first of all, there's a lot out there and there'll be a lot of new options as well. But when deciding on using new event technology, the first thing should be to figure out what your objectives are. They should be specific and measurable. Uh, you start with that. It's not the newest briny, bright, shiny object out there. It's, a, you know, what do you specifically need? How can uh, a new technology help assist you with that? Um, also, uh, the more that you can digitize your business process, the better. And I th that's why I'm, I think that, uh, you know, full-featured virtual hybrid face-to-face -face event platform makes a lot of sense. One that uh, has robust registration, marketing capability, uh, a strong event website, a speaker management, abstract management capabilities, an integrated mobile app, strong analytics, in addition to the virtual and hybrid capabilities as well. Uh, the more that you can put into one system that uses the same data that is already integrated, uh, the better in my, in my mind. Uh, you know, an example would be um, the speaker management component of it. You send out an abstract, uh, you know, call for papers or an you can decide which uh, speakers that you want. You can automatically in the system put it into a schedule, which automatically then ports to the event website into the mobile app. The more that you can streamline that, the, the better with that. Uh, and also integrating that with uh, your CRM system or your association management system or your sales automation system, the more that the, you can use the data, the, the same data over and over again and integrate that, the better. Um, also, I think it's, uh, I recommend to reach out to your peers and the event tech providers at professional association events such as MPI or PCMA or uh, IAWE, and at trade shows such as IMEX America, I think that there's a um, there's a value of, of establishing relationships with the, your fellow event professionals, and they they can really assist in you. For example, if you're trying to decide what new technology that you check out with your peers with that they can give great advice of what their experiences are and going to these major events i think is uh, can be really helpful the uh, uh, for example exhibitors uh, event tech exhibitors can give you um, you know they are strong into consultative sales and so they can give you know, of course it's going to be biased from their standpoint but they can give you <laughs> ideas of what you know, what works and what doesn't. And, you know, we as a community, uh, event community, can be really helped by taking advantage of our, or using our peer recommendation endurance for doing that. Yeah, that's the, that's the beautiful part about this industry is we're very open. We're all very willing to share our insights, expertise, and attending other events. It's just a tremendous learning opportunity. So, Corbin, I had a lot of fun today. This was fantastic. Uh, again, you clearly have a lot of expertise. So if any of our listeners want to learn more about you, your work, and possibly connect with you for some consulting with their events, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, my website is a good start, uh, CorbinBall.com. My email address is Corbin at CorbinBall.com. I'm also active on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook as well. So I uh, connect with me th all through all those channels. Wonderful. We'll, uh, we'll help to spread the word then. 
Now, everyone, that wraps up our Where People Meet podcast episode on how to utilize event tech to level up your next event with the brilliant Corbin Ball. Thanks for your time today, and we'll see you next time on the Where People Meet podcast. My pleasure, Rich. Nice to be with you.